Did you know we live stream the recording of this podcast every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, Kick, and X? Come join us. Boomer Bunker Prod time. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Not needing any water. I am Boomer Bob and wishing you would have smoked the last 30 years. John Domingo. Bob, I'm telling you what, I'm having problems. I mean, the smoke is really bad here. And it's getting worse. I, I, I swear, I've never seen anything like this. And my lungs right now feel worse than they did when I had COVID. <laughs> it's crazy. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm gonna, you're going to hear a lot of that. You're going to hear a lot of me clearing my throat. I'm going to be drinking a lot of water. And then, you know, I'm going to do what I can do to uh, kind of now. I, I, how do you smoke? I, 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 honest to God, you know, just what I'm going through right here is ridiculous so I, I don't know how you do that that's it's insane that's insane it's pretty easy i know they're gonna kill me some way anyway so i might as well help them out yeah Fuck, might as well enjoy it i guess i, I don't know i got a bunch of videos <laughs> so um roll tape roll tape where is i got i gotta get a better way of of being you able to bring to, up some or what now I have one. I just wanted to do the one. Do, 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 do. Oh, here it is. So here is this. This was at 10 o'clock. The news here. Good morning, everybody. I'm meteorologist Karen Rogers, and we've got an AccuWeather alert for the smoke, the haze, the air quality that we're seeing out there right now. Let's take a live look here, and we can see Citizens Bank Park, and you see the haze that's in the atmosphere. It would otherwise be a sunny day. That's due to the smoke particles that are in the air, and there's been a change. So over the past couple of hours, it has been upgraded from a code orange to now a code red air quality alert. So that means it's unhealthy for everyone. This is all because of the wildfires that are way up in Canada, right now burning in Quebec. But we are getting that smoke all the way into our region. Not only are we getting the smoke, oftentimes that smoke is in the higher levels of the atmosphere, but the atmosphere is well mixed. It's now down to the surface. So that's what makes it a concern for breathing and why we have the entire region in a code red. We have fine particulate matter due to the wildfire <laughs> smoke, so fine it could get into your lungs and be an so irritant. Fine. So that's why it's unhealthy for everybody today. Instead of a code orange where it was just unhealthy for the young or the elderly or anyone with respiratory issues, they're now saying you want to, everybody should be avoiding outdoor activity, certainly avoid any strenuous. So, yeah. I mean, and you know what's really weird? How these all started at the same time. This is quick. This is what my view from Jersey City normally looks like. So like from Jersey City. Right. To today. That's it now. That's, uh, I mean, it looks like this, this scene, it looks like a scene from a movie. So I have a uh, video here of satellite imaging of when these, these fires started. So this was June 2nd. 6.40 a.m. And you can start to see... You turn that music, stupid music down. All right, so you see one up here, up here, like right up in where, where in Quebec. That's one started. It's 10.40 now, so 40 minutes. Now we've got one, two, three, four, five, six breaking out at 12.40. So that's two hours later. 
Now we have an additional one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine more at 340. I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it, in, a pan, in the span of about 12 hours, all these fires started. And it's clear there wasn't any thunderstorms, no lightning strikes. This was all man-made. And for some reason, nobody wants to stop them. Well, I've got one, too. I'll play. A little bit more of a deep dive than that, but... During the biggest fire catastrophe in Canadian history, on June 2nd, there were over 100 forest fires in Quebec, with 10 of them out of control. The province's fire prevention agency says it only has the ability to fight 30 fires. This massive outbreak of fires was captured by longtime geological watchdog YouTube channel, Dutch Sensei. Last night, here's today. Yeah, look at that. All of Southeast Quebec just caught on fire, guys. All of it. Insane. Insane. Look at that. The whole thing. All at once. Michael Janich of the Dutch Sensei Channel has been monitoring earthquakes and other geological activity for years, successfully predicting earthquakes and issuing warnings when the USGS won't. Janich has often reported on fires that break out along the edge of the plate craton or fires that break out around volcanoes. All the way across central Mexico from over here, following all the way across over to here, all fires all at once, all yesterday, not normal. We don't normally see this. So that being said, I want to just show you what's there and we'll just go zoom in from over here all the way across to here. Let's just zoom in in the middle. Well, we could start over on the left side or in the middle, you'll see a bunch of little dots on the ground. As I zoom in, you'll see they're changed from dots to actual volcanoes. These are all volcanoes, every single one of these, the big ones and the small ones. And he's captured images of what appears to be directed energy weapons sparking California wildfires in 2020. But the fires from last week were not along the edge of the Craton or near a volcano, as far as we know. The only other explanations would be that it was man-made and there was no sign of a directed energy weapon. It's not just a Canadian forest fire problem anymore. I'm going to have to say it, guys. It looks like you got a problem going on up there that might be related to, I don't know. What do you think? You think that these fires might be related to, I don't know. What do you think? Terrorism? Directed energy weapon? War? The Russians? Chinese? What? Our, ourselves? All the above? Wouldn't that be this level? You're going to burn out everybody? You're going to burn out all the na natural wildlife and everything? Come on, man. Even if you're an anarchist or something, come on, guys. Look, dude, I don't see you burning down the Federal Reserve. Not that you want to. I'm not telling you to. I didn't say that. There was evidence of arson in the American West Coast wildfires. And U.S. climate czar John Kerry just called out for his instinct rebellion mob to be more militant. We have to fight on multiple fronts simultaneously. This is the biggest organizational effort that I think we have faced, um, certainly since World War II, but perhaps ever. We gotta push more. We gotta be more militant, maybe. 
Just like California and Australia, these fires will be blamed on cow farts and human civilization. The captured government of Canada is telling the people to stay out of the woods. They are ignoring volunteer firemen and asking Trudeau for the military and foreign workers to rebuild. The New World Order needs an excuse to lock us down one more time. And this could be it. Burning people out of their homes is an old tactic used for stealing their land. Thank you. So you're saying it's the Jewish space lasers? You're saying that Mar- I'm not saying Taylor it. Green was right, that it was the Jewish space lasers? I'm just playing one person's theory. So I have this here. Uh, because people are trying to fight this, the uh, residents, because nothing's going on. I mean, the, the government, the government isn't doing anything to really fight these fires. So the people that are about ready to lose their houses and stuff, they're, they're out there trying to you know, fight this. So they go to a Grand Prairie, um, I guess it's a town hall, and uh, they're not too happy. So I've lived out there for over 30 years. I know a lot of people in this room. I knew about that fire before lunch on Friday, thanks to our Facebook group. Not one of you at all gave us a warning till four o'clock. So to hell with your damn political speeches up here. All these people in this room rely on you people to get us information. I have a friend that lives in Riverview Pines. He didn't even know about it till I phoned him at work and said, get your ass home, there's a fire. Then I got a horse trailer coming to my house and they get blocked, told they can't come in, until my buddy's wife says, I'm going to run your ass over if you don't move. So explain to me, Mr. Lemieux, how your, your system with all the livestock works when there's cattle liners lined up for my neighbor's 300 head of cattle on Highway 40 and they can't even get in. Your response was garbage on Friday. The neighborhood was more organized than any one of you, including bylaw. So let us do our jobs. A local resident who we all know who it is, I won't name him, got kicked out today. He had his own D6 in there before you guys did. And he was pushing dirt before you. And he got kicked out today. He had a second dozer show up yesterday and he got turned around. I was told there was eight more on route, got turned around. Pipestone Energy offered their pumping equipment to pump water, denied. You guys have resources coming out the ass from everybody that's experts in their fields here, and you said no. That resident with that dozer is so mad he's not here right now. I spoke to him personally this afternoon, and he was scared he's gonna get arrested if he showed up. He has done more for our community than anyone on that stage. I guess those ladies are going to get popcorn. Political crap, and tell us what's really going on. When we got guys offering up their million dollar pieces of equipment to come in and get the job done. Anyone? Look at them. Look at them just sit there with their hands folded. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Fucking thing. Uh, So what the the guy was saying was that they had cattle trailers because there's cattle up there that are going to die. Yeah. Get burned. And they won't let them take them out. All right. So they're going to let these cattle burn. So because of what? Climate change? Do you think that all this smoke has a more effect on climate change than a couple of fucking cow farts? Well, I mean, I have the answer. Okay. But do you want it? 
do you really can you handle the truth at this moment, John? Maybe, maybe. Let's see. I have a, you know, I'm about ready to put my tinfoil hat on because I've got some, uh, I've got some conspiracy theories of my own. But go ahead, let's see if we're seeing. Uh, uh, TikToker uh, Christina Bruno one 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 one. Okay. It's going to bring some clarity. I I've scrubbed past this bullshit because blah blah. Okay. Alleged. It's because they want to push you into smart cities, you know, create a food shortage and things like that. Nah, Again, it. if it happens, all coincidence. And then I start thinking automatically this morning, what are they trying to hide? As I said, my hypothesis. Here it were, comes. The sun's good for you. They don't want you to see it. Nibiru is behind the sun. They Boom. don't want you to see it. There it is. Nibiru is behind the sun. Do you know what Nibiru is? Well, Bob, let me tell you this. I'm not done yet. This ain't over. Okay. Yes, Others I know. may not know what the fuck Nibiru is. So watch this video now and tell me if it's You're about to see Nibiru. There is the sun, and then there is another sun behind it, which I believe is a planet, but hey, you never know. There's Nibiru. The Anunnaki are coming, John. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I have the same thing here. Uh, I have this video here. This video here. Let me see. I want to bring up the volume a little bit before I play it. Here we go. Nibiru, known as Planet X, is a hypothetical planet that some believe exists beyond Neptune in our It really does. Orbiting the sun every 3,600 years. So I thought about that. Every 3,600 years. So if you take where we are right now and you go back 3,600 years, isn't that, you know, that's before Christ and kind of when. Right. Well, some when you when you read what um, Zacharias, uh, fuck, what's his last name? Uh, Sitchin. He translated some of the uh, Sumerian tablets back in the I think it was 1970s. And uh, basically what was written on those Sumerian uh cuneiforms basically was just like the bible except the people who came down here from nibiru basically were kind of gods and they're who created us and all that stuff gave it they they fucked up because they gave us their uh pineal gland which made us you know self-aware oh. and we became too powerful and they basically had to dip now some of them stayed here though to make sure that they maintain power is the so that would be the Illuminati, you think? Well, that would be the, you know, lizard people that they uh, call, you know, the, you know, the Queen of England, etc. So I have some more here. Here we go. Yeah. The Sumerians called it the planet of the crossing and believed that it was inhabited by a highly advanced race of beings known as the Anunnaki. The origins of the Nibiru theory can be traced back to the work of Zakaria Sitchin who claimed right. to have translated ancient Sumerian texts that described the existence of Nibiru and its inhabitants. Sitchin believed that the Anunnaki were an extraterrestrial race that visited Earth thousands of years ago and were responsible for the creation of human beings. However, there is no scientific evidence supporting the existence of Nibiru, and the theory remains controversial. While the Nibiru theory may remain a topic of debate and controversy, 
It has sparked curiosity and imagination in many people. All right. So let's say this. Let's say that these wildfires, because you can't see the sky, you can't see the sun. What if these wildfires are set so we can't see this thing coming? Well, it's not like affecting the entire planet. So, and if you look back, I, when I, I saw that uh, woman's video earlier, I decided to do like a search on, you know, TikTok, trying to get like a better video that didn't have her ass in it. Uh, and so I just typed in, you know, two sons. And there was a lot of videos that go back like, you know, months ago. And a lot of people tripping with, you know, getting out their phones and look, why are there two sons? There's two sons. Look, there's two sons. So, I mean, that's, you know, one of the, uh, well, how you know Nibiru's color? Well, the whole point of them coming here was there. Um, there's a lot of, I guess, iron problem. There was an iron problem in their atmosphere, which turned the planet orange, made their rivers orange, all that stuff. So they come here to get gold. And uh, they basically used the people that were here, you know, the fucking Neanderthals to, to as like slaves to mine their gold. Uh, but they weren't reproducing enough. They were dying out, blah, blah, blah. So they altered our DNA, and which created us as they are. I'm not saying I believe this shit. I'm just telling you what I know of a bit. So there's some interesting uh, shit. There's uh, Scottish scrolls called the Culbrin that uh, describe when uh, Nibiru came close enough, came in close proximity to this planet, to uh, Earth, and that's what created the flood. You know, the great deluge. Mm -hmm. So it, it's interesting. Anybody want to do a deep dive on it, go for it. I don't want to do it on this channel. But um, well, the other thing is that they said that one of the reasons the great flood came is because we had a pole shift. You know, the pole I've also heard that the earth used to be up and up in the outer layers of the atmosphere was basically a sheet of ice that went around the earth and that sheet eventually, you know, melted and it created the flood. Okay, so, all right, I get that. But now, they still can't explain the pyramids, all right? There's pyramids in... I in, can't. Uh, well, hang on a second. Let me finish what I'm saying. <laughs> That's why my name is what it is. <laughs> so, anyhow, they have pyramids in, Eng uh, in England, in Egypt. They have them in Mexico. Now, they have one that they found it's... It's in the ocean. It's just sitting there in the ocean. And then this, the other one they think is in Antarctica, in Antarctica, that they think is there. So who built these things? We can't even build one of them now. With all the tools that we have now, we couldn't build a pyramid like they they built with the precision that they built them. Yeah. So I mean, how do you explain that? I have another kind of a deep dive into the climate change thing. Okay. What is the actual goal of the climate change movement? Not what they say, but what they do. A few days ago, we saw a story about a nuclear plant in Finland that actually had to throttle its electricity because it was producing so much that electric prices went negative. In contrast, in Germany, where they just closed their last plants, prices for industrial customers, which are usually the cheapest because of bulk discounts, are over 18 cents per kilowatt, which is 54 times higher than Finland's recent peak 
So high, in fact, the German government just announced a 200 billion euro package equivalent to 1.2 trillion if it were the U.S. economy to insulate households and pay companies so they don't close down or move overseas. Begging the question, why don't we just build more nuclear plants and ditch the rest of the climate agenda? After all, nukes are zero emission and they are very safe today, contrary to environmentalist propaganda. Even Fukushima was built in 1971, which is 50 two years ago. In fact, modern nukes are amazingly safe compared to, say, wind power. A recent Scottish study found in the UK alone over 1,300 wind turbine accidents per year that extrapolating from previously public data, the UK wind industry now has legal confidentiality so it doesn't have to report injuries and deaths, suggests about 50 people killed by wind turbines per year in the UK alone, including workers and bystanders killed by blade failures. That extrapolates to perhaps 1,500 worldwide per year. Add in solar, millions of rooftop installations, which kill over 100 people per year in the US alone, plus hydro, where 158 workers died building a single dam in China, along with 4 million residents who lost their homes. In comparison to this carnage, nuclear has killed a grand total of 32 people in history ever, and never with any design built since the 1970s. And then, of course, there's the cost. Wind and solar are incredibly expensive, even after trillions in taxpayer subsidies, 1.2 trillion from the hilariously titled Inflation Reduction Act alone, and perhaps tens of trillions in aggregate worldwide. And of course, renewable power is often utterly useless since grids need uninterrupted power. So utilities have actually shut off the wind and solar, throwing it away because of these fluctuations called curtailing. Finally, of course, the carbon dioxide. Personally, I don't think man-made global warming is significant, even if you rebrand it as climate change. But even if you do believe it, that would imply going all nuclear, which is, of course, zero emission. The fact that our mainstream instead fights nukes hardest while pushing green lobby unicorn farts suggests to me anyway that the entire project has little to do with the climate, but with something else. So what is that something else? We got a hint the other day when LinkedIn censored presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy for daring to say that fossil fuels well, specifically the cheap energy they provide, are essential for prosperity. This is obviously true. Energy goes into everything and prosperity saves lives. But of course, it's against the political religion that casts us all as sinful carbon footprints that must be centrally planned. Ideally, with a world government with dictatorial power over everything from banning gas stoves to wiping out Dutch farmers to, just the other day, France banning cheap flights while leaving billionaires to fly their jets to the next town, perhaps to lecture us about climate change. The climate agenda is about control, using the environment as a marketing and a fundraising prop, and they are just getting started. Okay, we'll be watching. See you next time. I don't see anything that he said that I disagree with. Right. So let me just say this to you, and I, we've been saying this forever. This is about population control, and this is also about the Great Reset because Everybody's so far in debt, they can't pay this debt off. It's just never going to happen. So they got to figure out a way to erase the debt. And this is what they're going to do. They're going to build 15-minute cities. They're going to use this. They've already, I mean, Canada and Europe already have carbon tax. 
right? In the United States, they have they're going to they're going for farmers. They are going to tax every cow, every pig, every chicken a carbon tax. All right, so it's going to make it so expensive we can't eat meat. They they're going to want us to eat bugs, and they want to kill basically six billion people they have to get rid of maybe seven say closer to seven seven billion people they got to get off this planet Mm -hmm. so yeah and and they can't do it all all at once because that would stink well yeah and then well first of all if uh people get to get wind of this and they think this is what's going to happen uh you know they will rise up and they will rise up and then there will be a war but it won't be against countries. It'll be against us, against the powerful. And they can't do that because there's way more of us than there is of them. And they hate the United States because we are one of the most weaponized populations in the world. We have more guns than people, way more guns than people. That's well, why we'll just keep on making imaginary movements that um, don't get their hands dirty. Things like the, I mean, just in the, uh, last you know two generations um the like male fertility is way down like way 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 down over over what it was i don't have the numbers on me and any clips or videos but that's one way that they're doing and they're doing it through the food supply and water and blah 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 but they're also you know doing it in ways of hey what month is it john it's pride month yeah pride for what john faggots well yeah well the the uh non-straight community the non-heterosexual community so we're you know putting them on a pedestal um yay for them but at the same time what does that promote does that promote procreation john no it doesn't but ah there we go another way that they're doing before i'm going to cut you off because i couldn't finish my point so i'm not going to let you finish yours because i have a video right here that basically is kind of talking what she's about what you said and uh so here we go. Like I'm putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. And there's been viral videos about it. There's been remixes. It's hilarious. But listen to listen to what RFK Jr. said. And the thing about RFK Jr. is if he says it, he's got evidence to back it up. He doesn't just make claims. He's always got a scientific paper to go along with whatever he's saying. And this is what he said. These kids are being overwhelmed by a tsunami. I mean, they're swimming through a soup of toxic chemicals today. Many of those are endocrine disruptors. Um, There's atrazine throughout our water supply. Atrazine, by the way, if you in a lab put atrazine in a a tank full of frogs, it will chemically castrate and forcibly uh, uh, feminize every frog in there and 10% of the frogs, the male frogs will, uh, will turn into fully viable females able to produce viable eggs. Hmm. You know, there you go. Alex Jones did it again. He's been saying this and he got thrown off and they laughed at him. And now here is RFK Jr. Basically saying, I got the proof. Well, if Alex Jones would have done that and not, you know, turned himself into a, a walking meme, I mean, because that's what he's done. 
No, I get it. But he's an emotional guy and he doesn't have, you know, so what's, what happens with Alex Jones is he's an emotional guy and he doesn't, he's not afraid to talk. So what people do is they give him the snowballs and they let him throw the snowballs. Right. Yeah. He was, he was on Crowder this morning and then, uh, then he went like half hour after that. He was live on his own shit. I don't know if they're like next door to each other, but that was interesting. Yeah. I, so, you know, could this be the issue that we're having now with the feminization of males in this country if they put that in the water supply? Well, I mean, there's so much shit, John, that, you know, you and I, when we were growing up, we never heard of fucking peanut allergies and gluten allergies and all this other shit, you know, the, the, all the, like ADHD. We didn't call it, it might have existed, but we didn't call it that. They just, it's called fucking, you didn't want to pay attention. Like you were just an asshole. Well, uh, to be honest with you, and again, I have no problem. I'm going to Alex Jones it right here. If you ask me what happened when you and I went to school, how many vaccines did we get? Five, six. Total, yeah, eight. probably about a dozen total. Yeah, now they get, now everybody, every kid gets over 30 vaccines. Yeah. All right. So this could be an issue with the peanut allergies. This could be the issue with autism. All right. They don't have any other ex- explanation for it. But well, there's more there they, are one second. The more that they have up the vaccines, the higher the autism rate is went. All right. So when my, my son's autistic. So when we first found out he was autistic, one in one, one in 115 kids were autistic. Now it's like one in 60 something. It has almost doubled in, in that amount of time. So, and nobody wants to talk about it and nobody wants to say anything about it. I remember when I was growing up, I rem- now that I know what autism is, I can remember four or five kids in, in my whole school that were autistic. Now they've got schools full of autistic people. So there you go. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bob. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, I don't, I don't remember any kids acting all autism. I mean, we just called them kind of weird, but they, I didn't know anybody who was nonverbal or, you know, would anytime that the school bell would ring, they start hitting themselves, whatever, like fucking rain man. You know, I didn't, obviously that, you know, existed because a uh, rain man came out in what, like 88, something like that. So, you know, that it was a thing. It just wasn't near as common. And, it's it's all there are so many foods that we can go right up the street and buy at the grocery store, Dollar General, gas station, whatever, that are banned in other countries. They're they're not even available. They won't even let them like through the TSA there. Like you're not allowed to bring them into the fucking country because a lot of these countries have like basically free medical care and they're not gonna have their populace getting sick. Um so that they have to pay for it. And they know that these things cause all kind of fucking medical problems. So, so Duchess has some, says she has this up here, says there were plenty of kids with special needs. They were all tossed in separate classrooms and hidden away. Yes. Yes. Back in the day we had with special eds kids and there was probably a class full full of them. Okay. Maybe two. All right. So out of, Jersey. right out of a class, out of my school, my high school, which was probably, there was probably a thousand kids in the high school. There might have been 30, 
30 kids that had special needs. Um, the, well, the, I was uh, one of those kids, John. Yeah, but not like this. No, I mean, but I, but I had to, but I would get pulled out of class once. I forget how often I want to say it was once a week. Um, and like, you know, elementary, they would come and get me and I would take an hour and I would go sit in the, you know, lunch, empty lunchroom with a speech pathologist or something of that sort to help me try to work through my freaking stutter that I had. So, and, and there were other kids because I would see them, you know, waiting their turn because they would like line them up out, you know, out just off off in the distance. So I, I knew who else was there and they, this, these kids had had issues, but they weren't anybody not like, I don't, I don't recall like, you know, judges says is that they were in their own classroom. We didn't have that. Oh yeah. We, we definitely. did not have that here. Not in Alabama. Now in, in just this County, they have a whole school, uh, basically elementary, middle school and high school, a whole school for the County. So again, it's way worse now than it has ever been and something has changed. So then, okay, you know, we don't, we're not idiots. What has changed? It could it be environmental. Could they be putting something in the water? Okay. Maybe. But to me, what's really has changed is how many vaccines you have to get to be in school. It went from six or seven to over 30. And this one, which is, it's called the MMR or the, something it's the meat measles mumps rubella it's there there there's some issues about or, or some talk about you know giving all three of those back to back at the, same, all the time. same time that that that's the problem some break it up i don't know there should they should be broken up they should they should give you one and then come over but they don't they say oh that's three office visits well if they said hey this would reduce your child's chances of being autistic by so and so amount of time then this then how many people would do it of course they would everybody would do it well they used to come like anything that you had to get you know anytime you had to get uh immunized like um when you were in say elementary say grades you know k through six they would you know send home the form like the week before or whatever tell your parents hey if you want your child to get this vaccination whatever they're due for it you know because they they keep your blue card, as they call it here, on file, which is your vaccination card, and they kind of go over it. And they're like, well, yeah, you know, Bobby needs this. And they would just, you know, line us up in the freaking, you know, in the gymnasium. And there it was, it was like, you know, the military that you see in the movies, you know, where they're just lined up with their arm sleeves rolled up and next, next, you know. So that's how they did us. The okay, so when I was in 10th grade, they called, they called me, I was in gym class and the gym teacher said, you know, Mr. Jamingo, you have to go to the office because you have not been vaccinated. You need a booster and you will infect us all. So please right. leave, go get dressed and leave the gymnasium. And they did. They made me go down and get, I can't remember what the booster was for, whether it was the polio shot, HIV. They, hey, back then, let's see, that would be 77. They didn't have AIDS in 77, 1977. That was when you used to be able to fuck like rabbits without a condom. The worst mm -hmm. thing you could get would be syphilis or gonorrhea, and you got a penicillin shot for that. And they could get in a pile. Yeah, that's all back yeah. then. So, yeah, I mean, what else could this be? Now, if you say anything like just everybody, wow, conspiracy theorist. All right. So back when we said 
that these vaccines aren't working and we got our YouTube channel got eviscerated. Were we wrong? No, we were not. I mean, how many things have we talked about now that we've been proven right about? I mean, we're about 4,000 and oh, John. Yeah. So when they sit there and tell me it's a conspiracy, it's a right wing conspiracy theory. All right. Sure. We'll do that. We'll go with that. But to be honest with you, we're being it's logic. It's common sense. Which drives me crazy when you have to talk to people and and tell them that it's common sense. And they're sitting there to go, oh, oh, you an immunologist or are you a uh, biologist? No, I have a brain. You want know to try using yours every once in a while. Speaking of which, John, I think it's time we uh, we're 39 minutes in. Let's go ahead and address some of the people in the chat, if you'd like. Sure. Any particular comments you're interested in there? Like uh, Lisa may have a good one there. Uh, if everyone took the ADOS evaluation because it's classified as a spectrum, we're all on it somewhere. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but that and that's caused by TV, video games, your phones in your face all the time. Like it it has a like a detrimental effect. Sparky Toaster says conspiracy theories have a way of coming true. Six, Six months, months later, yes, nails it. And producer Mike. Pellerita says, uh, right-wing conspiracy theory? Until it isn't. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anything else? Uh, let's see. Duchess says, uh, there were plenty of kids with special needs. They were all tossed in separate classrooms or hidden away or institutionalized. I, I don't remember hearing of anybody. Like, you, usually when they did that, you know, if, if, if the kid was already in your school and then one day they weren't because they got put into, like, a special school, you would you would hear about it through the grapevine, and I don't recall any of that. Now there were we have a uh, we did have I don't know about now we we had a special like a school uh, it was called it was called a school which means alternative school where if you did something wrong you got in a bad fight you s- stole something whatever um, they would make you go there for a month two months till the end of the year whatever to make you pay for what you did and basically make your fucking parents have to drive you you know, to the building and pick you up every day and not basically you don't get to take the bus. Um, so, you know, basically put that pain on your mom and dad, but we didn't have like an institution type, uh, school here or anything of that sort. So, and I don't recall anybody getting, you know, remote. Yeah, man, they went to the nut, nut school, the nut job school. Well, we had one. We had one that was in uh, actually New Jersey. It was called started with a T, like Treadway or something like that. And that's where all the problem. If you were like a, a violent person, uh, getting kicked out of class all the time, that's where you went. They sent you. It was kind of like Reform School back then. It was called Reform, reform school. school. That's right. Yeah. See, Duchess says there were so many institutions. A lot were shut down due to funding or horrific conditions. And if, you know what? That's going to happen to our public schools here soon because yeah, because they don't teach anymore well they gotta squash the fuck they need to shut down the federal arm yeah my buddy my That's buddy go. vivica ramaswamy vivic yeah vivic he wants he wants to do that so uh before we get into that have you caught the tucker carlson's uh twitter show no i didn't i didn't even know it even did its first episode how did you miss that? Because I don't live on fucking Twitter. Okay. 
But if you just went on Twitter, you would know that he had a show. I haven't been on in two days. Okay. He came on, it says episode one, and he did about a 10-minute show. And he hit like point after point. It was concise. It was, um, he just went from place to place and smart. And he was taking no prisoners. I really enjoyed it. I, I, like I said, if he gets rolling on this, so here's my point. Within two hours, he had 40 million views. 40 million views on that tweet. I wonder if it's counted like... Because on like a Facebook, if you just when you're scrolling down your feed and say there's a video, whatever the video is, if you just stop for like three seconds, even with the audio off, it counts as a view. Okay, you know what I mean. So, all right, let's go with that. So let's just say, let's just say that ten percent of the people watched the video, ninety percent didn't. Let's say that I doubt very much that that didn't happen. That's still 4 million views. That's still more people that watched anything in the 6 o'clock hour on any of the TV shows. And it's still going up. In other words, you didn't know about it, but maybe in a day or two, you might go back to Twitter and see it and listen to it. I'm telling you, it was so smart. It was a very good... uh, It's basically a monologue that he does. Right. 10 minutes long. That's all anybody ever watched of his freaking... Fox show anyway, and then they'd flip. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Everybody said, man, I watched it for the monologue, then I'd change it. All right. So this is what he went over. He said, Lindsey Graham's obsession. This is what he went over. He went over Lindsey Graham's obsession with the war with war and death, Ukraine blowing up the Nordson pipeline. What happened to all the money we sent through Ukraine? Who organized the BML riots? BLM riots. What happened on 9-11? How did Epstein die? And how did Epstein get so much money? What happened to JFK, the U.S. government's knowledge of UFOs, alien species flying uh, aircraft at supersonic speeds above our country, and the U.S. classifying billions of documents. So that's some that's the topics that he hit in the 10 minutes. And it was smart. And My it was God. good. Yeah. So I'm trying to see we right now. This. Sparky, we know this. I wish I could find. Hang on a second. Give me just a second. Let me see if I can look and see what happens. I'll read it All right. So now, right now, okay. Right now, as of this minute, it has 93.8 million views. Wow. 93. Wow. And one of them isn't me. All right. Here, here, how about this? 723 thousand likes. Uh, one, 194.3 thousand retweets. 21. Point seven thousand quotes, and it's been bookmarked forty one point eight thousand times. That's a lot of reach. So, yeah, I, I again, I don't know what or how much of that has to do with uh, Elon or you know Twitter itself, uh, just slapping out on everybody's you know new you know the algorithm bullshit. Which I get it; it's it's effective, and if it's getting the views, good. But. Uh, apparently, we don't know what, what all comes into play with that. Apparently, Duchess is not a fan of Tucker. She said 50 million views were just me. That's no, she's just giving you That's lip. not true. Giving you a lip. That's not true at all. But it's interesting. Uh, and, and right now, Fox is suing Tucker Carlson because 
They say that he's breached his contract by uh, putting a show out on Twitter. So that ought to get interesting. They do not want him. They do not want him broadcasting uh, up until this new ele- up until the 2024 election. They don't want this to happen. Well, Elon and Rupert Murdoch are palling around. They were at the World Cup together and they weren't watching the fucking game. No. X.com. Twitter Twitter will become X.com, which is going to be one of the largest uh, financial institutions on the fucking planet. He's just waiting because f- he's not going to do it under this administration. Probably. Probably not. But nobody knows. Hey, listen, they might. He, Joe Biden. Could you imagine Joe Biden being in for another? For, first of all, can he make it to the next year? To, to the election. Oh, all they got to do is put a like a sandbag in his in his way. And then, if by some chance that this guy gets reelected, and I mean, what moron would vote for Joe Biden? I mean, if you're voting for Joe Biden now, tens of thousands, dense of dead people are going to vote for him. Okay, whatever. Tens of thousands of dead people. So. Do we get into the whole Republican primary right now? Because I got a lot, we got a lot going on with the Republican primary. See, you've got an option. You can either go into that or go into Oprah. Ooh, Oprah, <laughs> Oprah might might be better for the end of the show because we're fucking yeah. probably gonna get let's do let's do for that for one. The, let's do Oprah for the end. All right. So Chris Christie um, has announced that he is running for president in twenty again. Again, Again, really? Yeah. Like, who? Hold on. How did he poll in the last? Wasn't it 2016 when he was, or or did he come in for 2020? No, he, he didn't come in for 2020. He ran in for, for 20, 2016. He ran and he got stomped like a narc at a fucking biker rally. In 2020, he almost died of COVID. Who gave him COVID? Donald J. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, let me see if I can get to. I have so many videos for this. I'm sorry. Where is? It? I guess it's this one here. Let me see. No, that's not it. Damn it! Come on, chat. Liven up. You're fucking letting me down here. It's all Nick and Sparky. What the hell? Yeah, where are you guys at? Chat. Do I need to take off my shirt. Yeah, do that. That'll work. No, I, I all right. So here, here's. Here's uh, Chris Christie announcing to people in New Hampshire that he's now running for president. Well, he's not running. He's walking at a slow pace. Yeah. Okay. The reason this is going to be different this time, sir, is because at least one of us is going to call him on the fact that eight years ago, he stood on the stage in New Hampshire and said he was going to balance the budget in four years. And he left with the biggest deficit of any president in American history. Because he had a pandemic. Said he was going to eliminate the national debt in eight years. He added $3 trillion to the national debt in four years. Okay, who voted for that? Congress had the power of the purse for the majority. Stop my video. <laughs> yes. I understand. So you're going to stick up for Trump, but in that regard, yes. Okay. Trying to blame. Okay. That's like that. that, that it's, it's like trying to, to blame uh, Trump for the Afghan 
and Iran, sorry, Iraq war. Like he had nothing to do with it. He didn't vote mm-hmm. for it. He wasn't in office. He, he nothing. Zero to oh, do with it. So okay. It his last year, COVID started, was it his last year or was it two years? It was in? his last year. January 2020 is when COVID was known here. Okay. So it was his last year in office. And up to years, up to there, up to before COVID, yeah, things were running along smoothly, but he couldn't get his, he couldn't get funding for the wall, which was, and I'm going to say this, only $5 billion. He couldn't get $5 billion. I think he ended up taking it out of the military budget. And he started uh, building. Well, I think the actual estimate for the wall from end to end was like two point three trillion or some some ridiculous number like that. But yeah, I mean the the hot spot points, yeah, probably that much would have would have worked. But and like I said, I'm not saying he did everything right. The man did a lot of dumb shit, and he lollygagged a lot. But he also didn't have any fucking support, not even from his own party. He didn't have any support at all. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, imagine, imagine if he would have had, you know, Congress on his side, us, you know, everybody just working together like they're fucking supposed to. None of this partisan bullshit. I mean, it, it, you know, when when they during his, you know, campaign run in 2016, they spent weeks talking about how he lost, and NBC has cut ties with him for his TV show, The Apprentice, and. And oh, they're canceling his whatever with the miss whatever the fuck pageant. Who cares? Fucking cares. It's a bunch of ju- jumping on a bandwagon bullshit. They they just riled it up so much. So so he went in there with a whole bunch of hatred, just absolute. You know, half the country hating his fucking guts. So what was he supposed to get done? All right. So I'm just going to say this to you. When he was not supposed to win, he was supposed to go in there and destroy all the Republicans so she could run against Hillary Clinton, could run against him and guarantee that she would be the president of the United States. The only problem was she was such a horrible candidate that nobody wanted her and she lost to Donald Trump, which nobody thought was even remotely possible. So that's how he ended up being president in the first place. And so what did he do? He went into Donald Trump, the actor, Donald Trump, the entertainer, Donald Trump, the blowhard. All right. I don't know if you want to play the rest of this video. Because well, doesn't it make you wonder? Up. Doesn't it make you wonder what took out uh, Bo Biden? Because Bo Biden's death is basically what caused Biden to not want to run after after Obama's term. Because he lost his son. Yeah, wasn't well, really up for brain, uh, cancer. brain cancer. Mm, yeah, you can't really mm. can't really right. Jimmy Jimmy Carter, who was fucking th- three times Bo Bo Biden's age, had fucking brain cancer and somehow miraculously pulled through. Wow. Well, again, I I don't know. The funny thing, not the funny thing. The, there's a story about Jimmy Carter that I don't know any that if anybody knows about. We might have talked about it on this show was there was a big nuclear reactor that had melted down. I'm not sure where it was. Was it Three Mile Island? Was no, it was it, it melted down when when Jimmy Carter was in the Navy. All okay. right. So I think it was in Europe or something. And they had to figure out how to get this, how to stop it, how to stop everything. So Jimmy Carter, who is a nuclear, he was a nuclear engineer. So he and others 
came up with a plan that you would go into the into the plant and you had to do, perform a task and they had to figure out how to do this. And you could only be in there for like a minute and a half. All right. So you run in, do your task and run out. All right. That's how you did it. They had enough people lined up and they put all the gear on them and they ran in and they did, they took this plant completely apart and concreted over it and did all everything they had to do a minute and a half at a time. So like, it's okay. Run in there and take this bolt out or run in there and grab this beam or run in there and do this. And he was part of it. He was in charge of it. And he actually went in. He went in and did his one at one minute and 90 seconds of how long you were allowed to be in there. So then he gets brain cancer. He's still alive. He hasn't died yet. I mean, he's on hospital. The guy, the guy was building the houses like two years ago. He was still doing Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, I've got the article on a cold day in December of 1952. A nuclear research facility in the small Canadian town of Chalk River experienced a nightmare scenario. The NRX research reactor suffered a partial meltdown after multiple fuel rods ruptured. The disaster left around 4.5 million liters of radioactive water sitting in the basement of the facility. The water was extremely radioactive and had to be cleaned up. To deal with the disaster, Canadian and U.S. officials turned to one man who could deal with the situation. They called 28-year-old Jimmy Carter. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that about him. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So let's let's listen. Like Christy's got three fingers in the air. Let's finish this off. That's how many donuts he had. <laughs> Go ahead. For breakfast. My donut or since you stopped. All right. I'll, oh, no, it's over. That's, that's, that's what I thought. I, I thought it was over. I thought you stopped it. I'm like, hey, you stopped how my video. Can I stop your video? Yeah. There's Jedi mind trick. All right, so here's one thing that Christy got spot on, and he basically called, described Donald Trump to a T. Here it is. A lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mirror hog <laughs> is not a leader. The person I am talking about who is obsessed with the mirror who never admits a mistake, who never admits a fault, and who always finds someone else and something else to blame for whatever goes wrong, but finds every reason to take credit for anything that goes right. Joe Biden. Is Donald Trump. Oh. It's not amusing anymore. It's not entertaining anymore. It is the last throes of a bitter, angry man who wants power back for himself. Oh, for oh pot and kettle. He's projecting, dude. Right. He's fucking projecting. Sorry. No, I hear you. But Donald Trump had the response to this. Whoop Here's Donald Trump's response. Oh, my God. And it was about our country and its future. And I wondered what our choice was going to be. Were we going to be small or were we going to be big? I'm I'm gonna go with big. He had it all ready to go. I mean, it's hysterical the way that this guy, uh, you know, Trump does the uh, you know, has these things ready to go as soon as they come out. Now, again, here's Nick. Crispy Chris Christie is a fat piece of shit. No one should be supporting him. He's right. All right. Just so you know, there's no way 
any overweight person would ever be voted in office. Everybody hates fat people so much that they would never vote for them. And you know what? Go fuck yourselves, all of you, because it doesn't mean that he can't. Now, I'm not saying that Christie's the guy for the job. All right. I'm just saying that you you people would sit would never vote for somebody that's fat. You wouldn't. But I have uh, Chris Christie's response to um, Donald Trump's response. So here we go. So basically right now it's it's on. The gloves are off. And now and these guys are going to do haymakers. And to be honest with you, I hope Christie takes him out. I don't want Trump to run. I think he's I don't think he's going to be a good president. I really don't. Everything that uh, that Chris Christie said is true. He's a camera hog. He is a he is a man child. And if you if you praise him, he loves you. If you critique him, he hates you. He never takes any cri- uh, criticism or he's never wrong. He's never lost an election and he'll take any kind of credit for what's, you know, anything that goes right. He takes credit for anything that goes wrong. He has somebody to blame. Christie's actually 100 percent right. So here is uh, he's talking about when Trump. Uh, I guess he's he's making fun of your weight. Um, that's his, uh, we're going to be small. That, that's his response. What, what, what did you make of that? What was your response to that? You know, uh, when I saw Jake, I it just renewed in my own mind, what a child he is. He's a baby. Um, whenever you want to criticize him, I mean, anyway, that's the way he responds. That's funny. We are both lucky enough to be parents. Um, and if we had a child who conducted themselves like that, um, we'd send them to their room. Yeah. Not to the white house. Yeah. Um, and I think, Character is destiny for this country, and we've got to make a decision about what the character of the person should be Character who sits behind the desk in the Oval Office. And if they're going to do that kind of stuff, I mean, it doesn't even, it's, it's, it's so childish. It's so juvenile. He is such a spoiled baby that, you know, I should, beyond that, what, what can you even say about something like that that's that ridiculous? You know, I, I if we want to break news here today, um, I've struggled with my weight for about 20 years, like tens oh, of, of Americans. The devil, you said. Right, exactly. Where's my Kleenex? So he's breaking news there. He's, yeah. he's telling people something they don't know. Um, <laughs> in the end, for me, um, it's about how you perform as a person. Fuck you. heart you have. And I'll put mine up against his any day in the week. I'll tell you right now, if you gave me a choice between Donald Trump and Chris Christie, I'm picking Chris Christie. And Why? not just because he's guy. No, because he's better than he's better than Donald Trump, and people like Nick in in the uh, chat and all. This is the stuff like this is Chris Christie uh, introducing himself to the voters. This is what he, <laughs> <laughs> listen to Bob cackle like a fucking uh, moron over there. About I know this. it's because I know Nick and it's funny. Nick is funny. It's a rhino running down the street. It's funny that it's a rhino because you know Republican in name only and a right. lot of call him a perfect. rhino. That's, that's why I laugh. Yeah, it's a it is definitely a great meme. I, I get it. Because he was fat. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Of course, it was because he was fat. So it's hilarious. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I, I'm just getting a little tired, John, of everything being so PC and nice. And sometimes you got to be a fucking asshole. All right. So I, I would like somebody who knows when to be an asshole. Well, is don't so if, if you're asking me, Christy knows when how to be an asshole. 
right? He's going to be, I mean, in other words, he's, he's going If you had a son that did that, what, you, what would you do? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, fuck him. And Post you know, you, you want to say something. I mean, Trump is no skinny person. No. Trump, Trump's a little fatty boombalatty. He is. He's, he's got dad bod rocking. He's got grandpa bod rocking. So what? So I don't care about that. You got what you look like. Do the fucking job right. So again, there's no way Chris Christie's going to even make it to the, through the primary. He's not going to be. He's bidding for a job. He'll be like, uh, like the buffets are. Okay. So what happened was when Chris Christie was a, the attorney general, he, prosecuted Jared Kushner's father and put him in jail. And once he put him in jail, he was dead to the Trump administration. Uh, Jared Kushner basically blackballed him for any job in the administration. All right. So that's number one. And right now, Christie's going, now he's got a chance. He's going back after all of them. He's going to back after, he's going after Kushner and he's going after Trump. Like, you know, it's like, sorry, Chris, you know what? I was going to make you the attorney general, but apparently you put Jared Kushner's father in jail, so that's off the table. But you know what? I really appreciate you helping me out with the debates. And you know what? I didn't really do so well in the debates, so how good could you be? I'm blaming the debates on you. That's it. Yeah, Chris, that's what I'm doing. I'm blaming the debates on you. So here we go. Hannity, one of uh, Trump's lapdogs, he's going after Christie. I don't know, but we'll see. Why did he why did he leave office with a 14 percent approval rating? We all remember Bridgegate, although that ended up being you know, yeah. somewhat squishy yeah. and, and overruled in, a, in a, an appeal. Uh, but then there he is, you know, sitting on a beach that he closed himself. One rule for him, one rule for the rest of the mm-hmm. people in New Jersey. Well, wait a minute. Well, well, first of all, that's something that I'm supposed to be bringing up. I'm surprised you're bringing that up about a conservative and a Republican candidate. Way to go for you, Sean. But at I the end of the Chris day, well, I'm not saying for Chris Christie or anything. <laughs> I, 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 I listen, the bottom line is he's certainly not a liberal. Uh, the bottom line is this. When you look at him, and I, I think that, you know, he's competent and more importantly, he's going to be talking about issues as opposed to having us distracted with a whole bunch of nonsense that we don't need to be distracted with as a country. That's all I'm saying. Now, whether he wins and I know it's a long shot i know it's a very long shot but i tell you this much i'd vote for him before i'd vote for any of the democratic candidates that i've seen but that's not the same when it comes to desantis or trump but when it comes to him i know that's what position i take i'm a registered independent you understand right. and why, that's what i would think that's how i feel about it how, why is it you see it i see it the world sees it there you go i have to apologize because i got something going on here I, can i just take a minute to just tell you that my youngest daughter is 100% amazing. She is so worried about this whole thing with smoke and everything. And and since we've been on the, doing the podcast, she's been sending me uh, messages and she says, look right here, there's an air purifier for your bedroom home. It's got a HEPA filter in it. And, you know, and so I, I looked at it and I said, okay. And I bought it from Amazon. Why we're doing this. I love Amazon. You just whoop. Yeah, and then you yeah. buy it. Right, so I bought this thing, but it won't be here until the 10th. And what does she do? She went out and she goes, uh, I bought an air purifier for you to use in the meantime. I'm going to come over and drop it off. I'll leave it outside until you're done. Don't don't forget about it, please. That's amazing. Fucking tell her to come on in and fucking bring it in. Like you're you're in a corner anyway. Like she's not going to interrupt the show. And then she says, if it's okay, I'll actually put it inside on your kitchen counter. Uh, you know, and tell I just take it out of the box and fucking hook it up for you. Shit. And, you know, I just said, you know, what yes, kind please. is it? What kind did you order? 
Uh, Brand. Hang on one second. I'm gonna I like see. the I like the germ. I, I have uh, some of the Germ Guardian brands, and they're actually really good. And um, like they get they get s- smoke out of the air, really fucking. Good. You know, the, this kind of smoke that I smoke. And um, and I but I've been eyeballing that shark one that they got at Costco. It's on like on sale right now for like two fifty. But so this thing is a uh, it's L V L E V O I T. Bring it up. I'm gonna see it. Uh, let me see if I can. Will come up on the so share screen. I'll share it. Hang on. I I keep one in my room. It's like a round shape. It's uh kind of tall. It's yeah yeah. There it is right Fine. there. So oh fourteen percent off. How many square feet does it? Uh, Let's see. Stop. Do you see? I it? don't tell you. They don't tell you. It doesn't tell you. I thought maybe. Whoa! Look at them all. I bet oh, you. Yeah. Oh, there's ridiculous. They're gonna throw out of these in no time. One thing you have to look for when you're when you're doing those is it you know a a washable type of a filter? Can you get new ones? What do the new ones cost? You know that's that's where the real you know money is. The initial acquisition cost isn't you know. There's times that that ain't nothing. It's like buying a printer. You know. Uh, Oh, it's $99. Yeah, and it comes with half-filled ink cartridges that when you go buy new ones, is going to cost you $123, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it just, it actually makes me emotional. You know what I mean? Look at there. Great minds thinking like there, Sparky. Oh, hey, is that, hang on one second. I'm going to. Yeah, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll talk bad about you while you're not here. <laughs> you just give me a look. Uh, so let's see. Sparky says, did Christy leave New Jersey a better place? I don't know. Just asking because how did how he did in New Jersey as a governor kind of tells. Well, I don't think he's a very likable candidate. I just don't. Even if you live in New Jersey, you're like that's our boy. I, I've never heard anybody, even from New Jersey, toot his horn except for what you know John just said uh, earlier that he likes him a little bit better than Trump. So when he came in, when he came in as governor, one of the things he did was he took on the teachers union in New Jersey, which was strong as hell. And matter of fact, they called it the cartel. Wow. It's that powerful. Yeah, it was that powerful. And he, there was town halls where he just went in there and these teachers were like attacking him and he's like, you know what? And he just told them. And you know, the thing is about being in New Jersey, we, we speak our mind and we don't care if your feelings are hurt. Uh, Duchess says it's still a cartel. Hang on one second. Here she comes. How you doing? Jump on that mic over there. Oh shit! Yeah. I don't have the, I don't have the mic. Oh, uh, you don't have it hooked up. You I don't have it hooked up because I come here. You come over here. <laughs> there she is. There's my little do- there's my little prodigy right there. Say hi to Hello. everybody. Hi. So she brought over an air purifier, and uh, you know what? While you're here, if you wouldn't mind taking out a box and put it in the bedroom. Okay. All That's right. Thank you. you. Come here. Give me a hug, you. She's a sweetie. All right. Hello there, good kid. All right. Now that's the that's the one that's a fraternal twin, right? What's that? <laughs> she called five stores, went over and picked the only one they had left. So wow. And that's the that's the daughter that is a fraternal twin, right? Yep. She's oh. the twin. She's my youngest. Yeah. So. Yep. That's awesome, man. Good kid. Wish she mine was worth kid. a shit. My kid's an asshole like me. <laughs> she is the splitting image of me, man. I said to my ex-wife, I said, I left you a little present. That one right there because mm-hmm. <laughs> she has my personality. She has That's my awesome. argumentiveness. Arv- yeah, you're blessed, man. 
Yeah, she has my temper. Yeah, I've uh, caught you two on like a test stream kind of thing, and it, I think she's cool, man. Cool kid. <laughs> Got a good brain on her, in her, yeah. in her head. So, so, um, so honestly, I think that Chris Christie is there just to take out Trump. Well, I'm not sure I'm there for it. We'll see. There are some real strong, what I think are strong uh, contenders, but the weird thing is, is that the ones I usually like don't even poll at like 2%, you know, and that's with everything like the car I buy or the, the, the guitar that I prefer or the brand of whatever the fuck that I do. Like I always pick the weirdest shit and dude, I'm liking Vivek. I, I'm, I'm a huge, I don't know huge. why. And, and it, maybe it's because, you know, he hasn't had anything weird come out yet, but, uh, I, I have a clip if it's okay if I bring it up of yes, his, it is, Bob, that's what we're here for of his day. Well, I didn't know if you were done with you know no. Chris Christie's fat ass. Chris Christie. Um, this is just a like a video of his day one promises. It's uh, three minutes, but so I I I if he's able to do this, fuck me. Awesome. The first set of things that I like to do are the things that you can just do by the stroke of a pen. Okay, I'd end race based affirmative action. First thing, Lyndon Johnson created it. It's an order. We can easily cross that out. I pushed Trump's people on why they didn't do it. They said it was a political hill they didn't want to die on. I'm not afraid of that one. I'll issue an executive order saying we're done mandating the measurement of carbon measurement, carbon emission measurements anywhere through the bureaucracy. And that shows up through multiple federal agencies. That's part of how we unshackle the U.S. energy sector. I would streamline the permitting process for new drilling or fracking projects something that holds back the U.S. energy sector again. I would also unveil, unrelease some of the, reveal, I should say, some of the corruption that the public deserves to see. Anytime a government bureaucrat over the last several years has pressured a private company to take an action that the government couldn't take directly, censorship, stopping the lending to fave sectors like fossil fuels, I'll issue an executive order that demands that we at least publish that information so that the public can see it. Roll that log over, see what crawls out. Transparency is the first step to fixing corruption. I'd also pardon anyone whose prosecution was because of a politically motivated reason. That is to say that if normal people would not have been charged for that same crime, but an individual was charged, we have to actually set that record straight. I mean, even Julian Assange, I think, fits that description. So I've identified... That is a bipartisan issue or an issue that's beyond partisanship. Somebody that I would pardon. These are things that you can actually do on day one to set a cultural tone for the country. I'm not claiming that those are the most important things to get done. But what I am claiming is that there are things a president can do that are quick, deliver real positive change. And then the last two that I would, that I would set into motion without asking Congress for permission or forgiveness is to take our military and station them at the border the southern border and increasingly the northern border as well, if we can use our military to protect somebody else's border halfway around the world, I think we can and should use our military to secure our own border. That's something that the U.S. president can actually do. And we solve the fentanyl crisis in the process. A lot of bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. don't like that idea. What I say is if I'm the U.S. president and can't work for the federal government for more than eight years, then I'll also sign an executive order for the people who report into me saying that none of those federal bureaucrats can work for the government for more than eight years either. 
replace those civil service protections with term limits instead. I think that's how we ensure fresh lifeblood comes into government rather than an entitled, ossified bureaucratic state. That's day one. He's also said that he would immediately shut down the uh, Department of Education and take 25% of the budget and put three armed guards in every school in the United States. shootings. That was, that was the other thing he said. And then he also said that he would finish the border wall. So, yeah, he to me, this guy, and you know what? He's not afraid to go anywhere. He was the one that went in, basically put the last nail in Don Lemon's coffin because he was in there talking about crime or, God damn it, I can't remember what he was talking about. And Don's like, you're going to talk to me, a black man about. Yeah, black about people. black. Right. I, yeah. yeah, that was famous. And uh, and he doesn't. He'll go. He'll wade right into the into the fury. He'll throw haymakers. But he's here's the thing about him. He's respectful. And uh, I have a a little video here. I didn't I didn't play the whole thing. I kind of cut it down. I wanted to kind of just hit this first paragraph for those who sure, maybe you know listening and can't watch the show. Uh, Vivek Ganapathy uh, Ramaswamy, born August 9th, nineteen eighty five. He's thirty seven years old. As an American entrepreneur and politician, he's a candidate in the 2024 Republican Party presidential primaries. Ramaswamy founded the biopharmaceutical company uh, Royvant Sciences in 2014 after working as an investor investment partner. Since 2020, he has written and spoken out against stakeholder theory, big tech censorship, and critical race theory. After leaving Royvant in 2021, he co-founded as sorry, and is the executive chairman of Strive Asset Management, an investment firm opposed to the environmental, social, and corporate governance, ESG, framework. So I think, uh, to me, that's a decent foundation. What do you think? Uh, dude, He's he says he's hitting everything that I'm for. He wants to get rid of ESG, and he wants to do that. You know, he wants to do all these things that are common fucking sense. Go ahead. What do you got? Sorry, we got uh, Mike from the wheelbarrow full of dicks. Oh, Black Betty, promise one handed child. Yeah, oh, well, Lamb, Lamb. I, you know, I understand the name and I understand oh, yeah, I you know, as, as the same way we won't vote for a fat person. I'm afraid that we won't vote for a brown person that is not black. You know, in other words, I have a feeling that people won't do this, but. You know, he's well-spoken. He's well-educated. You know, he's giving uh, people the another option to go with besides BlackRock. Now, I'm sure that he's going to have to diverse, divest of these things once he becomes president, which I'm is sure. I'm sure he will probably do. Yeah. But um, so let's go to Meet the Press and uh, Chuck Todd. I think he's leaving. Thank God. What an asshole this guy is. I can't. Every time I want to, as soon as he starts talking, I want to punch him in the face. Now, he's not going to leave tomorrow. He's leaving after this particular season, right? Whatever. The end of the summer. So we still got like at least three months of this fucking douchebag. All right, here we go. Can't stand his asshole. The following things. The trans movement has become a cult. We need to abandon climate religion in America. I definitely find the idea of systemic racism revolting. I say this. How do you square those statements? With unification, these are divisive times. This is a polarizing time. We're pretty evenly divided on these cultural issues. How do you unite, do you unite the country 
when you're essentially denigrating the views of half of the country. I All right, hang on. See, this is what I hate about Chuck Todd. So he sits there and says, you know who did all that shit? You did. You and the mainstream media, you did all this division between everybody. You gave each side someone to hate and why they should hate them. And now you're saying if somebody wants to fix it by saying, you know, climate change is horse shit and the other things that he just talked about. But we'll let him talk. I don't think I'm denigrating the views of half the country. I mean, let's take the touchiest of those subjects right now on the trans issue. Yeah. I don't think when a kid says that I'm born into the wrong body, that my gender doesn't match my biological sex, more often than not, that is a case of a mental health disorder. That ding, doesn't ding. respect that person. It means they're crying out for help. I met with two young women who regret the decisions they made going through double mastectomies, one a hysterectomy, chemical intervention, now trying to teach kids across the country that when you're struggling inside, going through adolescence, yes, that involves some struggle. We live in a cultural moment today where adults are affirming that confusion rather than actually you ever treating them compassionately. That's a, cruelty. You ever talk to parents that have a, a, a kid who's going through this? I have, actually. Yeah, yeah and, and I think I mean, it's, I mean, it's a parent. My point it's is a difficult this, place to be acknowledged right. that. But yeah. what we need to do on both sides here is act with compassion, not really what makes us feel good about ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's my main issue across what our response to well, transgenderism and to climate. It's solving the actual underlying issues okay. rather than what allows you to signal. Let him finish, fuckhead. Yeah, but so he says, yeah, look, it's solving problems, not just virtue signaling for the sake of virtual signal signaling. Well, you know, during that, they're like in his ear going, you know, all right, uh, change it, change the topic. Take care of that. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, cut him off. He's making too much goddamn sense. He's going to ruin everything. Do something. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, it's absolutely 100% in his ear. Oh, my God, he's saying it trans. He's going to fix the trans kids. We don't need them fixed. We need them to be sit there and be goddamn sissies. How are we supposed to make money cutting off their tits if we if this guy gets in office? This is going to cost us billions of dollars. Stop Look, it. If you, if you can't handle this guy, uh, this is your last season. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I need to make one of those that doesn't have the uh, reverb on it, I guess. Uh, it's, yeah, it's probably good. All right. Well, so is that it on the yeah, primary would, uh, candidates, whatever you want to call them? Yeah, I would like to get into the Pride Month. How you, how's your Pride Month going there, Bob? Are you um, excited about Pride Month? I mean, I, I don't know how to weigh it. Like, I haven't had any gay sex, so does that mean it's good or bad? I don't know. Well, I don't know, but I mean, have you been out there basically helping your... Uh, gay brethren celebrate this uh, amazing thing. Like, Bob, did you go to the parade that where uh, this is a gay parade? Woo! My God, I've never seen so many fat hat? gay people in my entire life. What, what, what kind of, well, here. you know, gyms are, you know, racist against gay people. So that's why they're not in gyms. Uh, that's why they look like, fucking bowls of mashed potatoes what is with that giant fucking hat i don't get the point of that is i don't that know anything the giant hat but, 10 gallon hats feeling five gallons flat yeah so a hanker for a of ass okay thank you i have an air purifier is that black guy having a shirt no never no mind. <laughs> he does not he has one of those does he have on pants 
Uh, he has pants on. Okay, can't tell. <laughs> Here they are. Look at them. Look at the pride. I mean, my goodness. Parade staff. How proud. I want to know what that what that sign says that the parade staff is uh, I holding wish, up. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I mean, look. Please don't pull your proud. dick out. Boot black. That That's that one guy there. Look at him. Yeah, I mean, the dead mods are rocking. Ah, there's some sexiness. There we go. Oh, my God. Look at the guy over here with his cock sock on and, and the guy next to him in the ferry. How's he breathing in that fucking thing? Who knows? Look at that right there, ladies and gentlemen. If you were listening to this as a podcast, you've got a guy with a cutoff jean jacket and like a little. No sleeves on it. No sleeves. He's got a furry mask on and they're and walking. The thong or and this other guy here, that. he's got a leash on his, uh, I guess, Scooby Don't. And they're both wearing dog masks. Yeah. They're all, yeah, they're all just furries. And, and tube socks, by the way. May I add the tube socks? I've never seen so many moves in my entire Like, look at the man tits. Where's the chicks? Man tits for my, well, again, this is gay pride, but I guess it's just men, man pride. Well, there's gay women. Hey, it's Murph. I mean, this is correct. All right. So here we go. Got a guy following up. Oops, I'm sorry. It's over. So you've got that. You know what I mean? And then, you know, we also have other things that we can talk about. I mean, you know, that's not it. But, you know, because we're proud. We're, we're, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Uh, like, whoops. What the fuck did I just do? Stop that. That was infinite bobs. <laughs> infinite bobs. Sorry. Great. Uh, here it is. So we have a guy in a pickup truck and he's, he's lashed to the, they're in the bed of the pickup truck. He's not wearing like a strap on, is he? Please tell me. He is in leather. His ass is wide open and he's in leather. He's strapped to the truck and he has a guy guy driving. Yeah. The guy driving isn't wearing a strap on, is he? I have no idea. Are there any kids in this audience? This is a, like, where is this? This, I have no idea where it is. Hollywood, I bet. This there has got to go. be Hollywood. We got oh, a cat on, nine tails. Look, he's pulling them on. This, this is what we're proud of, Bob. This is what we need to celebrate, Bob. It looks like a Y. It looks like a what's the guys that sing YMCA? What the hell's their name? The band. Yeah, village people. Village people. Looks like a goddamn village people co- uh, convention. I mean, that guy's got some it. got some moves with the. The whip. Oh yeah. Spank me, spank me. More shirtless, big titted yeah, fat. I mean, and and these are the you know wonderful people of our uh, society that we need to lift up and uh put on a fucking uh pedestal. John, we need to be more like them. Yeah. Now listen, what if we had decided to make a celebrate our pride, our straight pride, where we went out and we had women in bikinis and we were dry humping them as we walked down the road. And, you know, you had, you know, men in, in, uh, and women, you know, together and simulating sex on floats. I did that today. Why don't we rub their nose in our straightness, our heterosexuality? What do you think would happen if we did that? I think, well, I didn't do those things. I, I celebrated my heterosexual pride today. How'd you do that, Bob? Went to Costco and checked out mom ass. Oh, okay. Oh, Bob's on the prowl. All no, right. I'm not on the prowl at all, but I mean, I'm a guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yoga pants are amazing. 
Oh, they are. It's disgusting no matter the orientation, Nick says, so he wouldn't want to see it if it was hetero. It doesn't, or, it doesn't exactly. Exactly, or homosexual. Well said, Nick. Uh, Sparky Toaster says mom jeans. Okay. No, no, I don't. No, mom jeans are the opposite of yoga pants. Duchess brings up a good point. Uh, straight pride is uh, spring break. That's what that's ah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll get that. Lake, Lake Havasu. Right, got it. So, uh, but you know what? People are pushing back. All right, they're not just saying, "By God, I want to." Uh, you know, we're just going to do this. I mean, basically, what it is is they do not want people sexualizing their kids. Now, this is in Hollywood, California, and uh, it's basically they got signs: "Leave our kids alone." Uh, so, and so now there's a protest, and you have this. And Was then this at the school, uh, I don't know. I heard something on the news about about there, was, there being there was being a big, a big brawl. Yeah, Antifa gets involved, and then Antifa takes a swing at somebody, is and then the what video? happens is the people then take on Antifa and kick the living shit. I'll tell you one thing about Antifa: they love to start fights and they love to get their asses kicked. I was going to say that they can't win. They cannot win. They get their asses kicked constantly. Nice. America. It's wonderful. And I saw videos. I didn't even bring it up because it's just sickening. I saw kids in school and they're all rainbowed up and they're yeah, I've seen that video through too. schools like a bunch of what did what are they saying? Blazing saddle, uh, blazing saddles, skipping around like a bunch of Kansas City faggots. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. That's just it, though. I mean, you can't you can't uh put put all of the community into the same box as the ones that are out there marching in those parades dressed like that and and the ones that are at the you know the rallies like that there there's there's gay pride and then there's that shit all right bob so let me ask you this one of the things the core uh issues that are the, the are unalienable rights under the constitution is freedom of speech right Freedom to protest peacefully, correct? Sure. Bob, you there, Bob? Why am I getting goldfish eyes? What's going on? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're doing over there. I can't see because fucking my leg was fucking bugging me. I need to get it stretched out a little. Okay, Eric. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. All right, so here we are in Reading, Pennsylvania, at another Pride, uh, whatever. Celebration of pride, celebration of gayness, celebration of homosexuality. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. And there's a gentleman across the street that has a different opposing point of view. Uh, he basically says, uh, God says you're all going to burn in hell, you sinners. And he's there and he's yelling at him peacefully across the street. You know, so here we go. There's Officer uh, George over there. Uh, he just got, yeah, yeah, he probably got back from a gay pride parade. All right. And he's saying, you know what? You can't do this. He says, this is public property. He says, God, let me do this. He says, okay. Well, the cop says, okay, well, then respect it. 
What did he do? Did, is he taking a sledgehammer to the ground? So then the cop says, let them have their day. And then this guy says, you know who's cheering for us? The people that are in hell. So that's what he says. People that are in hell. So you do you, and I'm going to do me. This is public property. You. God is not that's it. You arrest somebody because they're it's on film. Can I give him my bag while stuff's in? Now, so look at this ass. Look at this abuse of power. Look at this guy's rights being violated right there on camera. I want this guy's badge. I want him fired from the department and I want him sued. I want the city of Reading, Pennsylvania sued, and I want this guy personally sued for violating this guy's constitutional rights to peaceful protest. All right? I, I, I do. I mean, this is bullshit. So now he won't even let him take the backpack off. Watch what happens. Now, notice something that you don't see in some of these Black Lives Matter or Antifa uh, riot situations. Notice, notice how he's sitting there conforming, puts his hands behind his back so he can be taken into custody, how he's not resisting. Notice this, Bob? Yes, I do. It's something that you don't normally see. Brothers, man. I cannot God, believe I'm watching this. Why would they not take his fucking backpack off? Let him give it it's to stupidity. his butt. Just stupidity. Now, look. It's hanging around the bottom of its arms. God bless you, brother. They're they're doing that because of this. Yeah, Happy Pride Month. I've had it, Bob. I'm, I'm done with the Pride Month. You know what? I am not. Listen, if you want to have gay sex and you're of age and there's consenting adults and you want to do that, I don't have any problem. Get married. That's fine. What I don't want is I don't want you grooming the children, teaching kids at a young age, confusing them about their sexuality when they can't even comprehend what you're trying to tell them. And parents that sit there and virtue signal with their kids. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, look what I got. I got the latest in a kid. I've got a non-binary or I've got a transgender. Look at me. Usually white women usually middle class, and that's enough, all right? I don't give a shit anymore. I'm not celebrating it. I don't need it celebrated. When we're allowed to celebrate our pride, if we celebrated white pride, holy shit. I mean, you can't do that at all. So how can I celebrate? I can't celebrate white pride, but they can celebrate celebrate black pride. Now we're Now it's time for the Oprah clip. Because back when Oprah was in Chicago, she did a show, and it is about uh, I. Th there were some people that wanted to move into a neighborhood, and uh, I guess they were black, and the people were not too happy. And she's doing the show, and Bob, bring it up when you can. Yes, this was uh, 1987. 1987. Somebody, tell me. Where did the people who come from, who were shouting, nigger, go home? They came from where? Yes, ma'am. They came from, my name's Frank Shirley. I'm the head of the committee to keep Forsyth and Dawson County white. They, 
Let him speak. Please let him speak. He has the right to speak. Good for okay, him. the news media is covered up. There were thousands of white people that came out to join our white people's protest. This is the largest white people's protest against communism and race mixing in the last 30 years. The news media has deliberately covered up the nature of the Brotherhood marchers, many of whom are commun outright communists and homosexuals, and our organization was the only one that dared take a stand against them. They, they brought in thousands. not just anti-black, you're also anti-gay, too. I'm opposed to communism, race mixing, and low morals, and homosexuals are of low morals in my oh, opinion. Stop this if you can. I believe that stop people of other races have the right to live. Now, again, you can't do this now. Now, Oprah, this had to offend the shit out of Oprah, and I'm going to give her her props for sitting there and giving the man this microphone so he she was very professional. Very professional. Now, I don't agree with one fucking thing that guy said. Of course not. All. Of course but not. That guy's a dick. He's fucking David Duke. Right. But what I do respect is that he has the right to speak his fucking nonsense. All right. So, so you're about putting peaches in the freezer. Whatever that means, Bob. I don't know. I don't know what Free that speech. means. Oh, <laughs> okay. Whatever. Free speech. Got it. Got it, Bob. All right. So go ahead. Play it. Play it again. You don't believe that people of other races have the right to live here. They have the right to live wherever they want to, but we have the right to choose if we want a white community also. That's why we moved here. You believe. That's what you believe. Excuse me. Why is it? So, again, what this, that woman was talking about was segregation. She's like, why don't, why don't you basically, uh, you know, we want to live in a white community and we just want to live. Why can't we just have white people in our community? they're flipping it now. Now they're trying to make communities. They're trying to flip it back where they're segregating everything again. Well, they talked about that shit uh, right after the George Floyd shit, you know, back in 2020. And have you heard it? Have you heard of one house being built, John, in those areas? Cause I've heard of them no. in Atlanta. I heard them in Colorado. No, all this land. it's that. like, no, it's not going to happen. You know why? Because even they know that there's no way that it can sustain. All right. It's okay. Play, play it again. That there are people in this county, obviously, who are afraid of black people. What is it you are afraid black people are going to do? I mean, that's what I'd like to know. I'm, I'm afraid of uh, them coming to Forsyth County. I lived in Atlanta. I was born in Atlanta. And uh, in 1963, the first blacks were bused to West Fulton High School. And I go down there now, and I see my neighborhood and my community which was a nice community, a nice neighborhood, and now it's nothing but a rat-infested slum area because they don't care. They don't care. Thank you. No, what, stand up. What, stand up. You know, you know. Uh, do you mean they, us, the entire black race, the entire black race? Blacks, and you have niggers. Whoa. What's the difference between I've a black talked, person and a nigger to you? I've talked to black wow. people. Black people, they don't want to come up here. They, they don't want to cause any trouble. That's a black person. A nigga wants to come up here and cause trouble all the time. That's the difference. Wow. Now, I have an answer to this. Not, I wouldn't say an answer, but somewhat of an explanation or the other side's take. This guy, I mean, I've thought all these things, but this guy does it really articulately, which you wouldn't expect by his looks. <laughs> you call that articulate? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Here we go. I thought you were talking about the other guy. Right. If you go back and you look at the origins of American racism, you'll see. So he's responding to a uh, comment on another video that says, this observation is clear evidence that white supremacy has deeper, more sinister motivation and makes no sense. 
hashtag eat the rich. That it has never served the interest of white people. Like it's paradoxical that in order for the Southern social structure of planter, poor white, slave to even exist, it required an indifference of poor white people to the suffering of black people under the institution of slavery, while that same institution deliberately excluded them from the economic and political process. Let me make it clear that being born a white man in the South didn't mean you would accomplish shit. You had to own property if you wanted to vote in order to hold office. And how were you ever going to acquire property if no one was ever going to pay you? Because why would I pay you when I got slaves? Slaves that ultimately it's your indifference that allows me to have. Hell, it wasn't until the Civil War that every state affirmed that just being born a basic white man meant that you had the right to vote. And I suppose they had to whenever they got ready to send the mass of poor whites off to war. It's like, hey, bro, go fight this war. And when you get back, I'll let you vote for me. Like it's a myth that the South couldn't build factories. Bro, the South had the access to capital. They could have built factories and rivaled the North in manufacturing industry, but there's a problem with that. One is that the indifference of white people is built on the propaganda and the belief that God made black people to be inferior to white people. But that kind of goes out the window the moment you have a factory that's being operated wholly by slaves doing skilled trade work. So if I'm a planner and I'm considering building a factory and I understand that I can't operate my factory with slaves due to the constraints of the racist ideology that I've employed across the South, that means that I've got to employ white people, which brings me to my second problem. If I'm going to be hiring white people, I'm going to have to pay them. And if I pay them, that means that they might have the ability to acquire property, property being the minimum threshold for voting. You might start voting in a way that I don't want you to. I'm also going to have to educate you to a degree in order to have competent people to run the factory. At a bare minimum, I have to address the illiteracy in the South. So you mean I got to pay you and I got to teach you how to read? You're going to be able to vote and you're going to be educated? At that point, you pose a very real threat to me as the ruling class in this delicate social and political balance that I've created that benefits only me. In the interest of maintaining control on this delicate system that they had built, they decided against educating the masses. They decided against building factories and creating upwards economic mobility for the poor whites. Are you drawing any parallels between what happened in the early 1800s, mid 1800s, and what has happened today with the demise of manufacturing, the degradation of education, the elimination of voting rights? Are you starting to see a pattern? I say all of that to bring it back to his point. He's right. Racism has always existed as a functional tool for classism. It has always served to keep the ruling class protected from us ever meaningfully organized and challenging them on anything. It has always existed to keep us economically and politically destitute. It has always existed to keep you exactly where you are. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I've constantly said, you, you know, all of this shit is to keep us like focused on each other when it really needs to be us against them. You know, the haves versus the have-nots or the have-nots versus the haves. Because that's what it's really about. They're the ones that are trying to, you know, pin us against each other. I agree. If we ever got together and went against the ruling class, they'd be fucked. They would be fucked. And then they would be fucked. But see, that's when they'll start rolling. That's when the tanks and the army will start rolling. Now, I always said that there's no way that the the police would basically uh put down its own population for, uh, I guess, standing up for their own rights until I watched what happened in COVID and in what happened in Australia. And then the Australians that were fighting for not to have the vaccine mandates and the police went in there and they, they put them down. And I was like, God damn. I mean, they didn't care. So, do, so now what do you got to do? You got to fight the cops now. I mean, that's a sin. And why would the police do that? Especially like if we had, let's say tomorrow that we just said, okay, that's it. We've had enough. You know, we're going to start taking back our rights and we're, and this is bullshit. And we don't give a, and we don't, this law, we declare 
unconstitutional and this law is unconstitutional and this law is unconstitutional and you can't get, and if if you try to get one of us we're all going to come to the aid of that one person if that ever started how would they stop us they won't but what they do have is they have a bunch of sheep I will use that sit there and believe anything that they say and don't want to get involved in this shit. They don't want to, they, they're not patriots. Okay. They're basically just leave me alone. You know, let me do my, my white woman thing. You know, let me be in the suburbs. Let me go to target. Let me go to Chick-fil-A. Let me go do my life. I don't want to be involved in any of this nonsense. Well, I don't, I don't know. Somehow I feel that this is like pertinent, but, um, I don't know if this is gonna I don't I don't know what to make of this, but it's information that I found interesting. Um I don't care about what's on the top. Just ignore that. As in the sun of New York, Sunday, June the sixth, nineteen fifteen. This is eighteen years before Hitler ever set foot in the government. Six million Jews. The New York Times, October the 18th, 1918. And the article is called $1 billion fund to rebuild a Jewry. There it is. Six million souls will need help to resume normal life when war is ended. The New York Times, September the 8th, 1919. And the article is called... Ukrainian Jews aim to stop pogroms. Mass meeting he has that 127,000 Jews have been killed and 6 million are in peril. In the New York Times, November 12, 1919. And it reduced to tragically unbelievable poverty, starvation and disease. About 6 million souls or half the Jewish population of the earth. February 23rd, 1920. Six million Jews. Friday, May the 7th, 1920. The Fund for Jewish War Sufferers in Central and Eastern Europe, where six millions face horrifying conditions of famine, disease and death. New York Times, Wednesday, July the 20th, 1921, 12 years before Adolf Hitler ever set foot in the government. Look at that. Russia's 6 million Jews are facing extermination by massacre. The Gazette, Montreal, December the 29th, 1931. And the article pretty much speaks up for itself. 6 million Jews face starvation. The New York Times, February 23rd, 1938. A year and a half before the Second World War even started. At a present picture of six million Jews in Central Europe deprived of protection. Jesus Christ. They've been trying to kill six million Jews for about a decade. They can't seem to kill them for some reason. Well, that's the point. Like, is that just the news story? Since we know that they kind of control the media, they almost always have. so. So basically the story is, for decades, they tried to kill 6 million Jews, and Hitler was the man to get the job done. Is that what you're trying to tell us, Bob? No, what I'm saying is that that seems to be the fucking number. Why is that always the number? I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm not denying the I know. You know, horrific events that happened in fucking Nazi Germany, but 
it's just interesting that it's always the same number. Yeah. It's a lot of coincidences there. Yeah. I get it. <clears throat> All right, Bob. Whew. Yeah. Um, another interesting tidbit uh, to guide. I don't have palate cleansers, but this is about as close as I can get. I don't know how we palate cleanse that shit. But, um, you know, uh, Monday, uh, Apple had its worldwide developer conference. Uh, oh, yeah. I heard. Well, I never thought to pay attention to the market or to the, you know, Apple's share price while it was happening. Here's how the Apple Vision Pro wiped out $85 billion of market value in 40 minutes. Jesus the presentation Christ. starts at 10 a.m. in California. As Apple talks about its other new products, the share price starts to decline as investors mm. ask, where's the headset? Finally, it comes at 11.21 a.m. It's already been a big day. But we do have one more thing. Introducing Apple Vision Pro. The excitement... Why does he sound like Mr. Garrison? Uh, I, again, I don't know. He's, he's not a pitch man. I don't know why they still have him doing this, but... Well, okay. Back to the video. Doesn't last long. Nine minutes later, Apple shows the first use case for the headset. As far now, this is nothing like, say, the Meta Quest, right? I just got a Meta Quest 2. I've sat on my one for so long, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get one. And uh, this is nothing like that. This seems more like it's for productivity with many other potential you know, uses down the road. But it looks more like for productivity of people that are just really fucking lonely um to use in their private space but uh let's watch the this, market bank. hang on before you turn it on what i got out of this was this was for people if you're going to start transitioning people to work from home this is where they could work from home and use yeah, productivity. Their, right exactly so go ahead right, so and i'll tell you where the i know exactly why the price let's see apple vision pro in action for work the message investors take away is that Apple wants to sell this to businesses first. In other words, it's not a mass market product yet. The shares fall. Half an hour later, there's more bad news. Apple Vision Pro starts at thirty-four ninety-nine. <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? Thirty-five hundred bucks for this it's shit. Ten times more money than its competition. And let me just tell you something. This is exactly why the Apple speaker. Like, you know, the competition to the the um, home pod, the home. Yeah. All those home speakers, you know, the Google one that doesn't do anything but play music for you. Right. And so and then they they brought that out and it was three times more expensive than any of them. And, you know, Apple people, you know, listen, I am an Apple fanboy. Everything, every computer I own is an Apple product. I have an iPhone. I have an iPad. So, you know, I'm an Apple fanboy. The things I don't have is an Apple Watch, and there was no way I was buying that Apple Home device. It's ridiculous. Well, they've got the Home the HomePod Minis at Costco right now for like 80 bucks and fucking dirt cheap. And I've heard if you get, you know, two or three, like you can put one in every room and they'll all play the same shit. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I get that. But who wants, again, most of the people listen to me. I listen to music on my phone. I put it in my boomer pocket, <laughs> in my shirt. I turn it upside down. <laughs> Sparky Tooth is $3,500 for a diving mask. Yeah, it's it's not even. So basically what it has is a, it's a pass-through thing. The new uh, Oculuses, the, they have one. It's pass-through. So in other words, 
you can be playing a game, but you can also see what's going on in oh, your room. The pro. Yeah, the pro. And that yeah. thing at the time when it first came out was $1,500. I think it's down to $1,100 now. Oh, is it? Yeah. So nobody bought it because it just, it really didn't do anything for that much money. It really didn't give you any kind of something like, oh boy, I need that. I don't need a pair. Like another one, ninety nine at Best Buy. Yeah, I don't need. If I'm playing internet poker, <clears throat> I don't need to look like the the poker tables in my living room. Like I don't need that pass through shit. Right. All right. So that's basically what it was for three times the price. Well, now it's almost three times the price now it's you know because yeah i just got the 256 gig which is the upgraded quest 2 for 299 so yes that's the reason the stock price early next year on apple.com and at apple retail stores in the u.s with more countries coming later next year now what i thought when they said is it'll be available next year i'm like yeah just in time for the next pandemic and stimulus checks to go to fucking apple for this bullshit i.e. it's more expensive than investors had expected, it's not coming out this year, and it'll only be available in Apple's home market, to begin with at least. Now, this is just one day's trading. The value lost is a small part of Apple's total $2.9 trillion valuation. But it's a pretty good indicator of how the people who actually own Apple feel about this first iteration of the headset and what they're hoping for next time around. Yeah. John ditched me, so I'm guessing he had to go change his diaper. Um, I'm I'm all about uh, some Apple shit. I I'm not gonna lie. I I I hate the company. I absolutely hate the company, but I like their products, man. They just work, and and I hate being that that asshole who is against the corporation itself and all of their bullshit. But I like their products it's, it's like the grocery store i fucking hate that they make you ring up your own shit but at the same time i kind of like not having a uh, a cashier and a bagger touch my shit i i can bag my own stuff and i don't have to say hi how you doing today i don't who fuck you who cares i don't have to deal with that all i have to deal with is the the uh the overly lot you ever walk up to the uh self-checkout and they're like they're like please scan your first item Please put item in the bagging area. Bitch, why are you yelling? Fuck. Mute. There's a mute button on those things, by the way. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I bought a, because when I got the Oculus, I wanted to be able to hook it up and play games like on, what's it called? Stream. So I bought a Apple computer. And of course, the one that I got didn't have the right video card in it. So it's useless to me. Right. So I figured, well, I have an, a Windows unit. And I figured, what the hell? I haven't had a Windows unit in a while. Let me mess around with it. It is so clunky and so, ugh, it's horrible. Once I got my first Apple product in 2012. So I've been using it now for 13 years. The first thing I bought was a Mac Mini. And then I went to, I think I got a Mac, an iMac, and then I got a MacBook Pro laptop. And now I got the other Mac Mini down here with the M1 chip. They're so much easier to work with. There's, you know, again, I love them, and I'll never oh, go. I, I shouldn't say I'll never go back to Windows, but I don't want to go back to Windows. I was, I was about to. I've got a badass fucking Windows rig sitting right here under my desk, and I don't even want to turn it on because I've tried to get all this podcasting shit to it, and it, and I can't get my camera to work. I can't get the fucking mic to be recognized. It all says it is. I go to this website and test it. It says I can't find any of it. Like it's just uh, fuck it. I plug it into the Mac and it works. Look, here I am. 
You know, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm about I'm about easy. And if it means I compromise my, you know, beliefs and my uh, core values to support a horrible fucking company, then I will because it makes it easy. I was all yeah. about, you know, you heard me last week. I was, you know, I was at Costco. I was trying to buy the uh, the Max Studio because they had the entry level model for like on sale for like 1500 bucks. But on their website, they were sold out. It says, please check your local store. Maybe they have some stock. So I went there, of course, nothing. But well, then this WWDC came out and they upgraded the chip for the same price. I'm going to. I'll have to pay the regular retail, which is 1999. But they've got now they've got the M2 uh, Max and the M2 Ultra chip. So I'm thinking about that because I want the RAM. So okay, yeah, I'm I, on the I, I'm on the I, Mini right now, which is just uh, it's the base model Mini, eight gigs of RAM, 256 drive. The drive doesn't bother me. I have a, ten other drives connected to it, but the RAM I'm concerned about it. Is sometimes I think when we have like little blurbs here, when the video doesn't play all the way right or it pauses for me and but not for you. That's a RAM problem, so I'm concerned there. They offered me $305 trade-in for this thing that I only paid $459 for. So I'll trade it in and put it towards the fucking Mac Studio and uh, have a hell of a damn machine that'll probably last me three, four years. So the problem that I had with Windows units was that your laptops usually last maybe a year and a half to two years. And then it was so full of fucking viruses and slowed down so much, you know, it was, it was horrible. And the thing that I found with Mac products is you'll get anywhere from five to seven years out of a Mac product. Like I have a MacBook Pro that my daughter, Jessica, that she was using, she's still using it now. And that was a 2013. There's nothing wrong with it. It works like a charm. I have a a 2011 um, iMac that it was matched out when I bought it. I changed the the built-in one terabyte hard drive to a uh, to a two terabyte SSD, like the 2.5 inch kind, like, you know, years ago, but because it actually told me, hey, uh, hard, hard drive's not doing well. I want to change it out. I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I got that fucking notification from the OS. Yeah. So I I, I bought all the crap, and uh, two weeks later, I invited my damn nephew over because he's never opened up a Mac, and we would check it out, man. It's kind of a neat thing, and and yeah, it was easy to change out. And um, had to have this little adapter for the like the fan controller temperature sensor shit. But other than that, it was easy as shit. And um, I've got a 2015 MacBook Pro that's still kicking, man. I, I'm like, I'm eyeballing the new Mac Pros, but I'm like, fuck it. This one works great. All I do is get on the internet with it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I have an iMac, 27-inch iMac. And basically, all I want to do is use it for upstairs. Upstairs, I just want to use it for getting on the internet and editing and stuff and it was fine for that. It has a three terabyte hard drive in it. I'm sorry we're boring the audience with this. Yeah. But it's slow right now because I've upgraded it to too many operating systems. So I want to go back in. First of all, I want them to check it to see if there's any kind of viruses on it. And then I want to see if they can take it back to a operating system that will work and and use that upstairs. Or even that, bring it down here and have it as another computer yeah. that I can use down here to run some other things. Because there's I, nothing wrong with it. Mine, uh, my 2015 can only be upgraded to, it's either, it's one of the M's. It's either Mojave or uh, Mavericks. I forget which one, but it was, it's, you know, because it's, it's a 2015. So, and, uh, you know, people like, my MacBook Pro was locked up. Um, when me and, me and my wife went through what we went through, um, she one day went through her phone and she was like deleting stuff that, you know, 
was it was on the the uh, find find devices find friends all that stuff and she she deleted the the you know macbook pro from her like find my devices so when she did that bricked my fucking macbook pro when you booted it up you got the lock screen it was like a padlock so i you know googled it found out well if she enters the same code she uses to unlock her phone it'll unlock that well it did it was fucked up so we she made me an appointment at the Apple store. I was like, they're not going to touch this thing. That thing's eight years old. They're not going to touch it. It's an eight-year-old fucking MacBook. They're going to tell me, yeah, you broke, bitch. Go buy another one. And uh, I was wrong. They took it in, took about an hour. They reset the fucking logic board, up, updated the, re reflashed the BIOS, whatever the fuck they do, and uh, put the latest OS that they could on it, and it fucking works like a dream for free. They charged me $0 on an eight-year-old MacBook. Yeah. I, I can't hate on them at all. I don't like their policies as far as, you know, the world goes, but fuck, their products are amazing. And their support is, you know, amazing. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we fanboyed out on Apple enough, I would imagine. So I think that's it, Bob. I think we've done it all. I think we've said it all. Sure. Six million, John. Don't forget that number. Six million. We got no. music or what are we doing here? Oh, that's what Jesus Christ, Bob. It's like it's episode 157. You think maybe we figure out a show by now? All right. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, listen, if you're listening to this as a podcast, we are live on Twitter, Rumble, and also Twitch on Wednesday nights at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let me... um. Check us out. Check it out. Before you cut us off and cut me I'm off, not, I'm click and stream, you fucker. He got me two weeks ago, so I got him back last week. That's why the stream ended abruptly. We didn't raid somebody unexpectedly. I'm gonna drop a link. I'm gonna drop our link to the I was buying time. I'm opening shit over here, butt buddy. Um, I'm gonna drop a link to our Discord in the chat. All so right. If anybody wants to join, they can uh, jump in there. We're going to probably jump in there and hang out in a VC for a little while. You can hear us piss because that's the first thing we do after we leave. I'm good for another couple of hours, Bob. Sweet. Right. See you there, fuckers. <laughs>